Welcome to Locking Arms Podcast, where we desire to partner together to reach Acadiana with the gospel of Jesus. Join us each week as we hear from and pray for the pastors and churches in our association. Welcome to another episode of Locking Arms Podcast. I'm Dusty Durbin, alongside Brother Chris Fusillet. Brother Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Good. Uh, today we have Brother Andy Manning, pastor of Church Acadiana, uh, and uh, with us. And so we want to, uh, Brother Andy, we're just taking time interviewing pastors in our association. Um, the purpose of this podcast is is to just connect one another, uh, let others. Uh, other churches, other pastors, uh, just kind of get to know each other uh, and how we can pray for one another uh, as we lock arms, as we seek to partner together and to reach uh, Acadiana with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. Awesome. Um, and so if you'll just take a few moments and just share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, Andy Manning, and um, I am from this area, and um, I was born in Crowley, so a little west of here, <laughs> but lived in Lafayette, Youngsville. All my life, grew up at First Baptist Youngsville, where Chris is pastoring, and um, went to UL Lafayette, and uh, was called to ministry in high school. So I knew I wanted to go to, into, into the ministry early on. Um, so, but I was a youth pastor at First Baptist Youngsville, and then it was through youth ministry that I learned that I didn't want to be a youth pastor, <laughs> that I was called to be a pastor. And so I went to seminary at Southwestern. From there, we got we got married first. We got married at First Baptist Youngsville. Did you? And went to seminary at Southwestern in Fort Worth, and um, we uh, wanted to start a church. And so we came back here to Lafayette. We we knew there's a lot of unreached people here, and especially in South Lafayette Parish in the Youngsville area. Youngsville for years had, had been I don't know if it still is now, but was the fastest growing city in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, still one of them. Yeah, and so we knew that. So we we knew we wanted to be in the Youngsville Broussard area, and. Um, and start a church. And so we started a church in 2005 and um, been portables uh, ever since then and uh, are now in the process of building. Um, So Lydia and I got married in 2002, the year I graduated college. And um, we have six kids, Uh, homeschooled them all, Lydia did. (laughs) And I cheered. And Lydia, let's see, the, the oldest is a sophomore at UL. Uh, the second one is a freshman at Louisiana Christian University, and then the the next four are still in high school and middle school. One's about to graduate, and and she's not sure if she's going to end up at UL or LCU. So, those two are the the schools that are in the running. <laughs> so, now when you guys moved to seminary, was the idea of coming back planting a church there, or did that the heart your heart for church planting grow while you were at seminary? No, I wanted I wanted to start a church uh, before I even went to seminary. That's what I wanted to do. I I, I had the the, um, the desire to start a church and stay at one church for my whole career. That's what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. um, and so we just didn't know where we know we knew we wanted to go in a fast growing area, an area that has a lot of people moving in that needs new churches. And so we were looking at a lot of the traditional places. Uh, fastest growing cities in America, Phoenix, uh, Las Vegas at the time, Orange County was was a big one, of course, and other places. But always Lafayette uh, and Youngsville was was on the map as well because we just were like, well, let's just keep that one on there just in case. And the more we prayed about it, 
And so in seminary, the main thing, we spent a lot of time just studying church planning, really preparing for ministry, and also prepare, uh, praying, Lord, where do you want to send us? Where do you want us to go? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, land, you know, we became clear we want to go back home. Yeah. But we figured, you know, this area is, is very different. It's unique. Um, it, it's not a Las Vegas. It's not a Los Angeles. It's attracting church planners from all over the country. You know, it's not a destination type of a place, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm from here. I grew up here. I know the culture. And so I just felt, you know, uh, and that was one of the reasons why I went to UL, matter of fact, is I, I went to UL specifically to be a part of reaching the campus because mm-hmm. I know this area. Yeah. I have a passion for this area. Yeah. And so th- that, that also played into why we came back here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Who better to reach this community than someone who's from this area? Yeah. Is Lydia from here as well? She's she's a, a northerner. She's from DeRitter. Oh, oh, I know where DeRitter is. I'm from Lake Charles, so just north of Lake Charles for sure. Yeah. On 171. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was from De, she's from DeRitter, and she went to LC, Louisiana College at the time, and then she during college took a year off to be on a church planning team in Lafayette. They ended up coming to Lafayette. And, uh, and so they're, they hung out with the BCM a lot and that's how we met. Okay. And, yeah. uh, good place to meet. Yeah. That's where I met my wife. It oh, was really? BSU back then though. <laughs> yeah. It, it changed like my freshman that year. Me. <laughs> I think it was my freshman year that it changed. Yeah. And that's also whenever USL changed to ULL. Mm-hmm. Was sure my enough. freshman year. Okay. Yeah. Everything changed. And you yeah. met her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You made a point that this isn't a, a destination that a lot of people want to go to. But when we look at the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's wanting to plant a church where there's a great necessity, this is one of those. Yeah. Right? You know, um, our, our area has, you know, our four parishes together has one, we have one church for every 12,000 people. Right. We're, we're the least churched region of the state of Louisiana. Yeah. Lafayette alone, the Lafayette Parish alone, has one church for every 15,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's, there's a quarter of a million people or more that, that are in need of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so why is church planting uh, so important? I think it's a good question to ask a planter. It is. But I've read... In multiple places, that the, the, the church planning is the most effective form of evangelism. Like, if you want to reach people, start a church. Start more churches. And typically, as churches age, they reach less and less. And I've seen that in my own church. You know, in the first, first few years, man, we were, we were reaching people. We were baptizing people at a lot higher rate than we are now. And so it's, just, it's, a, it's an effective way of reaching people for Christ. And so if you've got an area that, that uh, has a lot of people, that doesn't have many churches, man, start some churches and reach some people. Yeah. And so I'm passionate about <coughs> not only my own church, of course, but about being a part of, of more church planning. I always have been. I just, I just know that's the way to reach more people. Yeah. And, and a lot of that, you know, I, and I've heard Nam talk about church planning being the greatest um, way to reach people because you're starting something new. And as you're starting something new, you've got a core group and you're trying to grow. What are your initial instincts going to be? No, it's go share the gospel. Yes, right. Yes. Invite people to come, mm-hmm. and 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 you know maybe in our established churches, you know, and, and I've been guilty of this, getting complacent. Yeah, right. In that aspect of of, of going out and reaching out. Yeah, um, and so you get in maintenance mode. 
Mm. And also, you, mm. you get much more. You you turn inward, and you now you're trying to keep people and not just reach people. Mm. And so your mindset changes, and you got to keep everybody happy, make everybody get along, and so. If if you were talking to a group of church planters, and um, they asked you why should we plant in the Acadiana, why why not go to Vegas? Why not go to Colorado Springs or Denver? Why come to the Acadiana? What what would your response be to them? Well, you know, ultimately, of course, the spiritual answer is you gotta you gotta go where God is leading you. So pray and see where God is leading you. Um, but I think those places like Las Vegas, Los Angeles, those are obvious. Like, are you sure God is leading you there? Or are you just going where the numbers are? Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of people there. But there are a lot of places around the country like Lafayette and like Acadiana that have a lot of unreached people. And so the potential here for really reaching a lot of people is great. And, uh, and so this area is very... It is traditionally Roman Catholic, but the vast majority of the people that that grew up Roman Catholic or that call themselves Catholic or the nominal Catholics, mm-hmm. they don't they don't really they're not even Christmas and Easter Catholics. Mm-hmm. They just they're Catholic because that's what they their parents were, and so man, this place is just filled with with unreached people, mm-hmm. and um, so it's a great a great place to start a church, to build a church, uh, even have a church planning movement. Yeah, so. and and one of our our goals, you know, we we for the association, we want to lock arms to multiply by investing in pastors, equipping churches, but also uh, planting new works. We yeah. we know there's a need for at least twenty three new works in our area. Yeah. Uh, we have we have areas, communities that have you know Maurice, where my family lives, mm-hmm. we have one evangelical church, and in our zip code, there's there's uh, nine thousand people. Yeah. Well. We need evangelical work, and and closer to home, we need a Baptist work there. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, I would argue a Southern Baptist work there. A true so, church. Well, I'm not going to say that, but you know, one that preaches the word, pleasing the answer of Scripture. You know, uh, uh, but we do. We need one, and and so if if anybody's listening and they're considering considering church planting, and especially if you're in this area, uh, come talk to us. Right, yeah. we 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 need to plant some churches, uh, and and so when we think about that. How can the established churches be involved in church planning from your perspective as a church planner? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so sometimes I think we think you know, we, we may assume that in order to be a part of a church plant or partner with a church plant, it costs money. It takes a lot of resources, people. I don't think that's the case. What would it look like for a church that maybe doesn't have the money, the resources for them to partner with a church plant, to come alongside? Yeah. yeah. I think the first thing is open arms, uh, is to say, um, is to die to territorialism. It it takes all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. And so, you know, Chris, you and I are both in Youngsville, but Mm -hmm. we're both very different. Sure. And there's way, and in Andy Tribe as well. Right. There's way more people than even the three of us could reach. Absolutely. Even if the three of our churches were, had a thousand people in them. But there's just people that you're going to reach that I'm not going to reach that are going to like your preaching style. Mm-hmm. They're going to like Youngsville's worship style and programming. The same thing with Andy Tribe. And so the competitiveness, the territorialism, and just, just open on just, hey, you can come set up shop down the street from me. And, and I'll give you advice. I'll pray with you. We can, we can give, you know, um, 
share ideas. Um, but that's a big one. It's just dying to territorialism and just saying, one of the things with, with church planners, I think, like, you know, a, a real go-getter, a real, a real church planner, somebody who's actually going to make it, uh, is um, they don't need a lot of support in, in terms of financial. Like, so churches don't, established churches don't necessarily need to feel that burden and need to feel that they have to do that. These guys, if they're really called, they're going to go out and get it done, and they're going to go out and find the support. Mm. So the, the, the biggest thing is just, man, come, and I, and I, I want you here, and I'm going to pray for you, and, and I'm not intimidated or threatened by you being right down the road from us. Um, that's a big thing. I think encouragement goes a long way, uh, kindness. Um, there are little things like uh, a new church, let's say they need to baptize somebody. They don't have a baptistry. Well, the established church can say, well, why don't y'all come? We don't use our building on Sunday night. Come, you can use the, the baptistry on a Sunday night. You can use the baptistry on a Saturday or whatever. Whenever we're not going to be there, come use mm-hmm. our baptistry. Um, there's lots of little things you can do. But at the same time, when you talk about finances, you, you know, th- there's a way that you can support somebody without, being, without it being burdensome to you, even financially. When you say, we can't support you financially, not even five bucks a month. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. because just to say no is almost like a, it's almost like a dismissal. Like we don't care, mm-hmm. but I think everybody can do something. I mean, mm-hmm. and so just as a gesture that, that says we support you, we want you here. We can give you 25 bucks a month. It's not, it's not much, but really that's all we can do. Right. But that's just to say, we want you here and maybe down the road we can do more, but we want you here and yeah. we want to support you however we can. Yeah, the first two churches that I pastored, I've pastored three counting First Baptist Youngsville, but the first two were mission churches. They called them back then. Yeah. And we had a sponsor, and we actually made me think about, we had a couple of co-sponsors, and they were, weren't very big churches at all. Actually, they were very small. But they would send, you know, like $200 a month to our church. And mm. I'm telling you, that added up over time. It yeah. made a difference because, you know, a bill would come up, and it needed to be paid, and money was very tight, and... And that two hundred dollar check or whatever it was they were sending would come in, and it was God would take care of that need. So yeah. it definitely does add up over time. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. good. It doesn't matter um, the size of your church. Yeah, you know, every church can partner in in sending. That's right. Every church can partner in getting and helping churches be planted. Um, and who better to help plant in your own community, or I say community, but your region? Than you, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, that that's where the locking arms comes together. And so, uh, will you share a little bit about your journey of of, of church planting? Mm-hmm. Um, and and because you guys planted in what year? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. Can you can you share with us a little bit about y'all's journey? Yeah, I graduated in two thousand in the, in, the, in May, and we were on the on the ground in Lafayette in uh, June, first first Sunday of June. We started in a living room. And I used, you know, I'm from here, so I had friends and contacts. And so I used for the for about the six months to a year before we came on the ground, you know, I sent out a newsletter and, and to friends and family here and said, hey, we're coming. We're starting a new work. Pray with us and then pray about helping us to start this new work. And so whenever we got, whenever we started, we had two or three families. I had my parents 
they my parents lived in Sulphur, but they would drive okay. to Lafayette every really? every Sunday, Youngsville wow. every Sunday, just to be a part of it. Or every other Sunday, I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. They've since retired here, and um, but we had three or four families, some college students that helped us out from the from the get go. We started out in a living room, and then we moved to Remington College. It used to be Remington College on Rue Louis the Fourteenth. They no longer exist anymore, and. Um, and we met there, and we grew, reached some more people, and um, and then they did some renovations on their building. The room that we we were meeting in the largest room they had, the largest classroom they had, they did some renovations that cut the room in half. Mm-hmm. And so I have to get out, you know. And so we then moved to Celebrity Theaters, the movie theater, and we were there until uh, just recently. Mm-hmm. Until celebrity theaters shut down, we outlasted the theater. So, <laughs> in Remington College, there you go. So they shut down. So, um, so that's where we were, in t- and that's just where we where we've been in terms of location. Um, but um, but we've seen we've seen a lot of people get saved. We've seen a lot of people baptized. A lot of people grow in their faith. We've 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 probably sent more people out to other churches. I would definitely than we've kept. Okay. You know, and, and I've heard of a, a lot of churches that that kind of has become their ministry. Mm. Um, I forget the guy who's in, who's in charge does does a lot of the church planning in, in uh, for the state of Louisiana. Louis Cherrier, Lane Corley, Lane Corley. Okay, and he's talked about that. That's that's kind of what his church has become. They reach a lot of people, okay, grow them up, and then they end up sending them to Send the more traditional areas mm-hmm. in the area. Okay. So we've seen a lot of that. We've also seen in Lafayette. It's a very very. Um, transitional place we see a lot i don't know if y'all see this Chris. absolutely man. we see so many people move away yeah just during like the covid time from yeah. about 20 to 22 those those few years not not just covid but just people moving away yes. we lost about 35 people yeah, yeah that yeah. moved to houston and all over yeah. the country and yeah. on top of covid yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. where yeah. people didn't return as quickly as we had hoped so yeah, yeah. it's challenging but yes yeah we've seen a lot oh, of my people. goodness a lot of people come and go, move away. Mm-hmm. A lot of people move away. Great people, you mm-hmm. know, people on our board sure. and, and I know. <laughs> uh, leaders and stuff. Yeah. Um. So uh, we learned a lot. I feel like we've we've planted our church several times, you know, because uh, we'll 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 get we'll, we'll start it. We've started it. We got some people, got a core group, got some momentum. We're growing, and then we have three or four core families that leave or move away and it's like okay now we're starting again it feels like kind of feels so, that way sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it's uh but we've learned so much and and uh, we have a really good group right now right now our in our church for the first time we have uh a good group of elderly people retired people and when i first started the church that's what i wanted more than anything because these are the people who tithe And these are the people who serve and and have time and have wisdom. You know, but you usually reach who you are. So when I was twenty five, we were reaching people in our in my in college students, twenties and thirties, and and they were unchurched. And these so these people they didn't know much about giving. They were very busy with their own lives. And anyway, so that's where we are right now, and that's been great. And so that's worked well. As we're as we're in our building campaign, yeah, um, you know we're we're in a place for the first time where we have probably more stability than we've had ever in the life of our church. Okay. 
So that's been good. And how did that happen? Sometimes you you reach. I don't know if you if y'all remember reading in evangelism books. They call it a person of peace. You ever heard that term? It's like you reach somebody, one person, who then opens the door to re- you reaching like 10, 15 <laughs> more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was one one family, one couple that we reached in our church during the COVID time, and um, an elderly couple, and they ended up bringing several families with mm-hmm. them. Great. Yeah. And so that has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And y'all are how far out from, from building? Your, your new building? Well, the building plans are with the city of Youngsville right now. Okay. And um, so they're reviewing them. And when we get those back, we should be ready to apply for a loan and then break ground. Okay. Now, that's going to take a while because it takes several months to build a foundation. Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, we'll, have, we'll, we'll order the building uh, materials mm-hmm. for the steel structure. And then we're also, we want to work with the Louisiana builders. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be on there. So we may have our foundation and are still building up, but may have to wait until the Louisiana mission builders can line up with our schedule and kind of come help us. Okay. okay. That's exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So one area we can be praying for you. Yes. And praying for yes. Uh, Church of Katyana. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if you had to say a few characteristics of a church planner that's needed. Um, what would be some of those characteristics? A really good wife. Okay. A really good wife. And I think that goes across the board for I ministry, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get very far without mine. That's, that's right. for sure. Yeah. Not far at all. Oh man. Um, you, you have to feel called. The calling is so important because when you go through the hard times, that ultimately ultimately becomes the central question. Mm. It's like, man, this is not fun, and it's not going the way I thought it would go, and ultimately comes down to, okay, but what are you called to do? Because if this is what you're called to do, then you bite the bullet and you stick with keep it. Plowing. Lord, where do you want me? If this is where you want me, then I'm going to keep keep plowing, like you mm-hmm. said. So ultimately, it comes you got to have a good sense of calling. We've seen a number of guys come to Lafayette and are, are either come or who were already here and tried to start churches. I've seen a number of them over the years since we started our church start and and, and fail. Mm. And um, and those guys have since moved away and done other things and and done well. Um, but a, a big part is you just have to really feel called. And just know this is what God's called me to do. And so, so for example, the first few years when we started the church, I was um, full time. The first year we started the church, I was I worked as the PE teacher for First Baptist Lafayette, their school, huh. and that's how I supported myself. But then the church grew, and I was and it was able to sustain me financially. So I went full time with the church probably for the next five years or so. And then uh, Obama became president. And so things didn't go well <laughs> financially with the economy. Um, we had some things that go on, went on with our church as well. And so I needed to go to work. And so um, that was not fun. It's not what I wanted, not what I planned. And so, again, that's when you have to say, what am I called to do? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. I, I think, um, and, and as I said, you got to have a really strong wife, a really strong marriage. 
And, um, you know, there's a lot of times whenever I'm, I was discouraged and my wife was the one who mm. encouraged me. Mm-hmm. But if you're having to, if you're having to drag your wife along and you're always having to keep her encouraged, I don't see you lasting very long. Mm. Um, and so Lydia, her calling, the, the good thing now, this is not for everybody, but her calling is to be a wife and mother. And that has helped. She doesn't have her own thing. So she's been my ministry partner. And by the way, she doesn't feel called to be associate pastor. She feels called to be wife. She's never, she doesn't have like an official position in the church. She's just wife. But she fills the gaps. She just sees, she's my helper. She just sees what needs to be done. And, and so that has helped a lot. I could just go on and on about her and, and how important that is. Uh, and of course, you have to have a heart for evangelism, for reaching people. Um, and a willingness to to learn. You got to have a heart for for learning, for constantly reading. Read everything you can. Um, those are some of the most important qualities, I would say. Yeah. You're talking about reading. What's one book that has radically transformed your life, or has been transformative in your life? Let me say that. Oh, uh, Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Church. Okay, it's still a great book. I've read it, you know, more than once, and. It's still really good, okay. especially for church planners. Um, I haven't read a lot of, of stuff recently, uh, 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 anything that's been written recently about mm-hmm. church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that book. I also love um, Simple Church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that church really liberates you from trying to keep up with all the churches in town by trying to, if, mm-hmm. if another church has a program, I got to do it too. Yeah. And and you can kill yourself with busyness and with overprogramming. Um, th- those are those two really good um, books about church. Um, I liked Bill Hybels. I know Bill Bill Hybels is is not a popular figure anymore, but his book on Willow Creek story, rediscovering church, I think it's called. That's a really good one. Just to read about his journey and what he went through and what they learned. Um, but then there's, you know, you could go into leadership books, and but there's there's so much material out there. I don't think it's hard to find a uh, a good book to read. Okay, brother Chris, you have any more any more questions? Yeah, well, I just want to say thank you for your faithfulness. I've always admired you, and in the sense that you guys have been through so much to plant here in in Acadiana, and you know, served in the movie theater there, and and use that facility, and now you've moved to where, to where the VFW in uh, Youngsville is a space, and, and we're praying really hard that you'll be able to transition to that permanent location real soon. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So we're, we're super proud of you and what God is doing through Church Acadiana. Well, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a product of First Baptist Youngsville, <laughs> you know, and so um, I can't thank that church enough, you know. And so I want you all to really celebrate with us yeah any successes that we have and yeah. feel like they're yours mm-hmm. i want you to communicate to the church that anytime church kitty and has a success that's our success yeah. guys yeah. you know he, going way back yeah right? that's our product mm-hmm. and uh mm. hopefully that's what we want to see more of you know we want to raise up more people who will go out amen and make more make more disciples you yeah. know that's the idea of yeah. locking arms right 
it, it's not about territorial. You said that earlier. Yeah. It's not about my church or your church. No, and I've never it's, felt that way about your church at all. Yeah, yeah. For what you just said a while ago, that, man, there's enough people to reach in Youngsville and Acadiana for all of us. Yeah. And so if we were yeah. all doing what we, were, what we were supposed to do, then we wouldn't have time to worry about yeah. territories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, so... In fact, we ought to link up more often, doing things together to reach our community. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What are a few ways that we, um, the association, you know, the churches, pastors, can be praying for you, your family, and your church? Well, the main thing right now that we're going through is the is our building program, and a capital campaign. So, we are um, about eighty five percent of the way there. Uh, with raising our money, and so um, and just just halfway through the time period, so we're we're way ahead of schedule, and so I'm just hoping that that um, that go continues to go well, praying that that goes well that we raise the money, um, and then um, for the building campaign, just just success and God's timing. Pray for me to have faith in God's timing, to be patience with God's timing. It's it, it gets so frustrating with so many so much of a building program is out of your hands. You're relying upon this person and this person and this company and th- that company. So much is out of your hands, and so it's easy to get frustrated with other people. And it's like you, have, you just have to trust God is behind all this. Mm. You know He's in control of all the timing. So pray for me in that in that regard, and for me not to get discouraged because when you go into the ministry, you're not thinking about building programs. Mm. This is not really what we like to do as pastors, is, is this kind of stuff. So just pray that I wouldn't lose focus and get discouraged with all this stuff. Um, pray for um, you know, the city of Youngsville, for the permit process um, to be successful. And uh, pray that we would get good quotes, good uh, cost estimates on building materials, on site costs. Uh, you know, the economy, this is a terrible time for everybody financially anybody trying to start a business or build anything this is this is a tough time but it's god's timing for us so you can pray for that um and then just pray as well that um during this time we're kind of in a in a a very transitional time we lost our place at celebrity theaters and then we went to the best western and now we're at the vfw in youngsville and um, waiting to build a building, working on building a building, it's easy to lose focus on the Great Commission. Mm. And so pray that we can still be a healthy church mm. focused on evangelism and discipleship during this time. And, um, and not just working on the building, waiting for the building. No, we need to continue to be the church right now. And um, I think that's a good place to start mm-hmm. praying for us. Brother Chris, will you pray sure. uh, for Andy? Yeah, let me pray for you, Andy. Okay, thank you. Father, I thank you for Andy. I thank you for your call on his life and Lydia's life and their family's life, Lord, to plant this church so many years ago. I thank you for your hand that is very obvious throughout the years and all the different people that they've been able to reach. And I'm super excited for where they are right now. I know that perhaps being at the VFW and Youngsville isn't all that exciting, but Lord, just a little while longer. They'll be in their home place and be settled in that environment and all of your blessings, Lord, will truly come to pass. And so I do pray for perseverance for them. I pray for faith. 
I pray that you'd help them to carry out the great commission in the midst of everything, Lord, to, to go and to make disciples, help them to be evangelistic, help them to help people through the process of becoming more and more like Christ. And Father, I just pray that you'd bless them in every single possible way. I just thank you, Lord, for his heart for you. And I thank you for his church, Lord, that is making a difference. And so we do pray, Lord, for your, your ultimate blessings on them. May they see the fruit of all of the, the hard work that they have put forth. And we pray today, Lord, that you would send more church planners to this area because we do realize that there is a great need right here in Acadiana for more people to come and to plant churches in, in different locations. We pray this, we ask this in the matchless name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, Andy, thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Uh, and thank you and, and Church Acadiana for your partnership in the association as we do seek to lock arms to reach Acadiana with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, uh, as always, if there's anything we can do for you, please do not hesitate to call, text, email. We are here to serve you.